in life through Jesus Christ. I truly believe 2020, God will manifest believers. Amen. I emphasize the word believers. If you're not a believer, you need to believe tonight. Amen. I believe in 2020, God will manifest the reigning lifestyle in the lives of believers. Now, like I said at the beginning in prayer, 2019 has been a very challenging and shaking one for most of us. But we come to the end of it full of gratitude and hope, knowing that God is a solid rock in uncertain times. And because of his unchanging faithfulness, we are confident that the coming year will be an awesome one. Amen. Now, so what does it mean to reign? Reigning means to exert dominion or to take authority. And I'm saying to you that in 2020, you are going to exert dominion and you are going to take authority. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Now, some have thought, and I've believed this for a while, that we will reign with Jesus during the millennium. This is true, but it's not the whole truth. Others have said that we will reign in heaven in the sweet by and by. This is also true, but it's not the whole truth. In both cases, either because of wrong teaching or lack of right teaching, the impression is we can't expect much in this life. This impression says you can be saved, but continue to be ruled by the devil, by sin, sickness, poverty, fear, bondage. That you go through life this way until you finally barely make it to heaven. But that's not what the Bible teaches. We just read the passage, Romans 5, verse 17. Let me read it again. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, notice what it says. He did not say we will reign in the millennium. He did not say we will reign in the sweet by and by. He said we will reign in this life through the one, Jesus Christ. So I want you to have your expectations out tonight. I want you to have your antenna and your expectations out because you need to know that in spite of what you see, in spite of what, where you've been, in spite of what's happened to you, God has another plan for you. Yeah. And that plan is not for you to be dominated by sin or by sickness or by fear or by bondage. No, that's not God's plan for you. God's plan for you and I is that we reign. And I'm not talking about reigning in heaven or in the sweet by and by or in the new millennium. No, no, no. God wants you to reign now. He wants you to reign in your homes. He wants you to reign on your jobs. He wants you to reign over fear. He wants you to reign over bondage. He wants you to reign over your feelings, over your emotions. He wants you to reign. Say, I will reign. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let's go to Numbers chapter 23. In verse 19, 
Numbers 23, verse 19, and I'm looking at the clock because I know many of you are here for 1201. <laughs> Anything I say beyond 12 o'clock, <laughs> why do I know? Why am I so confident that you're going to reign? Why? Because in Numbers 23, we see a little glimpse here, and the context is a wicked king, Balak, wanted to curse Israel, and he went to pay a prophet to come and bring a curse upon God's people. Now, God tried to convince the prophet not to go, but he went anyway. And so he got there, and the stage was set, and Balak said, listen, these are the people, curse them for me. Numbers 23, verse 19. This is what Balak said. This is what Balaam, brother, Balaam said. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of a man that he should repent. Has he said, will he not do it? Or has he spoken, will he not make it good? He said, behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. I don't know about you tonight. I don't know who is trying to curse you. I don't know who is trying to stop you. I don't know who is trying to impede you. But God is saying, he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? He said you will reign. That's what he said. In spite of what your circumstances is telling you, he has already declared that you will reign. He has blessed and he will not reverse it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. There's a scripture in Hebrews 13, verse 35 and 36. No, yeah, verse 5 and 6. Hebrews 13. Don't go there necessarily. But that scripture says this. It said, because God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, we can say, oh, you're not hearing me. Because God has said, therefore, we can say. And I'm saying to you tonight, God has already made up his mind that you are to reign. Yes. And because he has said it, you can boldly declare, I reign. I reign in my house. I reign on my job. I reign in my business. I reign in college campuses. I reign in my school. I reign in my profession. Everywhere I go, I reign. Everywhere I go, I take authority. Everywhere I go, I exercise dominion. Because that's what God said about me. Oh my God. Are you guys hearing what God is saying about you? Circumstances may have reigned over you in 2019. But 2019 is about to be folded like a garment. Yes. And in 2020, you have to step out. Oh, yes. I say, I'm coming yes. to reign. Yes. Watch out, yes. job. I'm here to reign. Yes. College campus, watch out. I'm here to take over. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm here to take authority. Why? I was born to reign yes. through the one, Jesus Christ. He has said it. And he will not reverse himself. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Let me read a little more in Numbers 23. He said, Behold, I've received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. 
Now look at verse 21. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Are you kidding me? The same Israel I know, God said he has not observed any iniquity in them. He has not seen any wickedness in them at all. Now, why am I bringing this in? The enemy is telling you, you cannot reign because of this or that. And he stopped you right there. But God wants you to know he has already blessed you, he will not reverse it. And as far as he's concerned, it is no iniquity or wickedness. Now notice what he says. He said, and there's a shout of a king among them. My God, do you know who you are tonight? Hallelujah. Not only has he blessed you, he's saying there's a shout of a king among you. Why? Because Jesus is the king of kings. You are a king and there's a shout that God has placed in you. You better start shouting. Don't shout at your children. Shout at the devil. Don't shout at your children. Shout at your fear. Hallelujah. There's a shout of a king in you. You have to shout. Hallelujah. at your spouse, shout at the devil. Don't shout at your your friends, shout at your fears. Shout at your emotions. Say, hey! Oh my God. Say, hey! shouting at the wrong people. You've been shouting at the wrong things. God wants you to shout at your enemy. Devil, stop it! Not here! Hallelujah! The shout of a king is among them. Hallelujah! Verse 23, he said, for there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. Oh my God. It must be said of Jacob and of Israel. Oh, what God has done. In 2020, people will look at you and say, oh my God. Look at what God has done. Hallelujah. They're going to look at you and say, what God has done. You're going to say, I'm a wonder. I'm a living miracle. I'm God's project. God is working on me. Look at what God has done. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In 2020, you will become God's testimony. In 2020, you will become God's specimen. In 2020, you will become God's model. Hallelujah. People will see you and they say, look at what God has done. Yes. 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 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but I believe this thing is inside of me. I believe that in 2020, I'm going to reign. Coach, I'm going to reign in 2020. In the name of Jesus, I'm reigning. I'm reigning. I'm going to wear my crown and I'm going to reign. I'm a child of a king. I'm a king representing the king of kings himself. Hallelujah. Now, back to Romans 5.17. And I'm looking at the clock. Does reigning mean problem-free living? No. No. But it does mean that even in the midst of trials, troubles, and temptations, we do have victory and we do not become victims. Now you must understand that reigning in life does not happen automatically. This is where you have to pay attention now. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. The scripture is very clear in Romans 5, 17. It says, for by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, we reign in life through Jesus. So according to this verse, reigning in life is available to those who receive it. Now, to receive is not a passive word. Receiving something is the opposite of striving for that thing or working for it or earning or deserving it. We don't have to strive for it. We just need to receive what Jesus has done. Again, to receive is not a passive word. Okay? It really means, literally, to take with the hand, to lay hold of, to take in order to carry away, to take what is one's own, to claim, to lay hold upon, to take possession of. Now, I took that time to explain that because I don't want us to think because the Bible says you receive this, it means you just lay there, being passive, and it's going to come upon you. It does not work like that. Right. It does not work like that. There's a scripture in Romans 10, 9 that talks about salvation. The Bible says the word of God is near unto our mouth. And that, uh, it goes on to say that if you believe on the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth. So there's, 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 a, there's a way in which you believe something and out of your mouth you speak it out. This is where we are going in 2020. You must learn to believe it, yes, but you now put your action in what you believe by speaking it out. You allow that thing to become the reference of your life. You must constantly tell yourself, I reign. I reign. If whatever the situation is, just add it. You have to speak it out. If you don't speak it out, you've not received it. Yes. You've not received it. Now, so we reign by receiving. What do we receive? Two resources that will make us reign. Two resources, according to the scriptures. The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Of these two things, one 
is possessed by every believer in Christ. If you are born again, you already received the gift of righteousness. And if you're here and you are not born again, you can get it tonight. Amen. Very simple. God made him to be sin. Him that knew no sin. That he can become, that we can become the righteousness of God in him. That is Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.21. John chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, he came on his own. And his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Even to those who believe on his name. So I'm saying to you, there are two things that will help you to reign in 2020. Number one, the gift of righteousness. If you are not born again, you need to receive that gift. And you receive that by believing on the name of the Son of God and receiving him. And immediately, God credits to your account the gift of righteousness. Every believer, once you became born again, you received that gift. If you're one year old or 109 years old, you do not increase in the gift of righteousness. Hear what I'm saying to you. This is huge. This is really where the rubber meets the road. Every born again believer has righteousness. You never increase in it, you just got it. Simple. It'd be like saying, I'm a human being. And then you pray and say, God, make me a human being. Isn't that crazy? So you're, are you a crocodile before? You're already a human being, you're praying, God, make me a human being. What were you before, a snake or a crocodile? So the gift of righteousness is general. You get born again, you get it. So the variable in order to reign in life, the variable for believers is the abundance of grace. Hear me, hear me very well. There are many believers who are born again, have received the gift of righteousness, and they don't reign jack. Why? Because they have not learned how to appropriate the abundance grace that's available. Notice, it didn't just say grace. It said abundance, which means grace comes in measures. Measures. That's why the Bible says we should what? Grow in grace. When you got born again, you are born again by grace. Yes. So you have some grace. You are born again. But if you want to reign, you must be acquainted with a man from Galilee. You've got to be acquainted with a man that went to Calvary. You have to be acquainted intimately with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is as you get to know him that you get to become increased in grace. This is where the robber is going to meet the road. That's the variable. We reign in life by receiving the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Let me just read one scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2. No, I'm, I'm sorry. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. 18 minutes. Okay? 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 2. 
You got it? Good. This is it. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. It's just that simple. If I had time, I'll, I'll make this some more and give it to you in various translations so you can see it. It's clear. The way we increase in grace is by knowing him. There's no formula to it. You spend time with him, you get to know him, and the more you know him, the more grace is multiplied to you. And when you receive the abundance of grace, you have the confidence. You are in, see, let me tell you about grace. Grace is a, like a double barrel gun. Yeah, it's like a double barrel gun. One barrel takes care of your sins, but that's just one barrel. The other barrel empowers you to live and do what pleases him. Huge. Huge. He empowers you. It is him that's at work in you, but to win and to do of his good pleasure. Yes, sir. It's him that enables you and I to believe him and say, ah, yes, God, I believe you. I will reign. Amen? Amen. So in 2020, we will reign. We will reign over circumstances. We will reign over fears. We will reign over bondages. We will reign over poverty. We will reign over sickness. We will reign over sin. In the name of Jesus. Because there's a shout of a king among us. We reign. Now, I don't want to be irresponsible to not tell you why God wants you to reign. Because he's just not looking to have kids all over the place just reigning without purpose. Pastor Tosin mentioned the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe verse 14, where the Bible talks about how we triumph. Let's go to that scripture. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Thank you. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, through us, why, why does he want to make me and you kings? Because kings have domains. You don't have 20 kings in one city or in one nation. Each king has his own domain. So he's the king of kings. All of us are kings in our domain. So he's saying, I've made you a king in your domain, whatever that, whatever that domain is. Whether it's Lawrenceville, Dakula, Alaska, Zanzibar, wherever it replaces. Whether you're a piano player, you're a lawyer, you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you're a healthcare giver, you're a college student, whatever you are, wherever you are, I've made you a king in that domain. Hallelujah. That domain belongs to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in that domain, he wants to diffuse through you the fragrance of his knowledge. You get into your classroom. Every student should turn their head. Why? They smell something. Ah, good aroma. Is this Gucci or what? Is it Calvin Klein? What is this? Ah. You tell them, no, it's not Calvin Klein. This is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everywhere you go, you carry an aroma. There's a presence. You go into the surgical room. You're a nurse. You enter the room. They will know something. The atmosphere just changed. What happened? Jesus just entered. Yes. Who brought him? I did. Yes. Why? I'm a king. He lives inside of me. I am the kingdom of God. Yes. Folks, we must live intentionally in 2020. Don't be careless. He wants you to reign everywhere. 
Whether you go to the supermarket, Publix, Kroger, it does not matter. You get to the cash register, they say, ah, wow. I was having a hard time before, but now you came, something's happened. Yeah, I know something happened. Yes. Jesus just came in here. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. We diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Listen, 13 minutes, okay, quickly. When I first came to this country, let me tell you this, guys, maybe I've told you guys this story before. I was walking as a waiter at Morrison's Cafeteria. Just got off the boat. Nobody told me about deodorant. <laughs> True story. Running up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. One day, the headwaiter called me and said, Bank, I need to see you in the back. He called me to the back and said, Bank, the customers are saying they're complaining. They're going to leave if we, don't, if, we don't, if we don't fire you. I said, what is my offense? They said, you are killing them with your fragrance. <laughs> I was killing them with my funky fragrance. But thanks be unto God. <laughs> I have since got delivered. <laughs> And now I'm diffusing forth the fragrance of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. I'm about to close. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Royal priesthood, what does that mean? Kingly priest. You see, as a priest, you minister to God. Yes. As a king, you minister in your domain. Right. At school, at work, at your business, wherever you find yourself. As a king, you minister at work. As a priest, you minister to God. Now look at what it says. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people. Why? Why did you make you a king? Why does he want you to reign? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the reason you reign. To declare forth his glory. That's why he crowned you. So very quickly, let me read one last scripture. Colossians chapter 4. Verses 2 through 6. Give it to me in the NIV. Colossians chapter 4. Verses 2 through 6. Thank you. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too. That, a God, that, that God may open a door for our message. So that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. For which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. One last verse, verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So now, from this passage, I want to give you six things that will help you to live intentionally in 2020. Six things, very quickly. Number one, pray regularly for opportunities to share the gospel. Yes, sir. Amen. Don't just leave it to happenstance.
regularly. God, give me the opportunity today to share your gospel. Give me the opportunity. We saw this in Acts chapter 8. I'm not going to go there. Acts chapter 8, verse 26, 27. Philip was ministering in Samaria, Samaria, having a great time. And God called him away to go to the desert, to go speak to the Ethiopian Enoch. The guy was ministering to thousands of people. And God called him out to go speak to one man in the desert. Wow. That was an opportunity. Thank God he didn't pass it up. Because that one man became converted and became the first Ethiopian to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. So don't be careless. Pray regularly for opportunities to share the gospel. Number two, be watchful and thankful. What do I mean by that? Since you are praying for opportunities, then you should be on the lookout for those opportunities and thank God when they occur. There's a scripture in Habakkuk chapter 2 in verse 1. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, wow. Okay, you guys are walking. <laughs> I will stand my watch and set myself on a rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. You see that? The man prayed and then he has an anticipation. So when you pray for God to open doors, to give you opportunities, then you need to anticipate. You need to be watchful. Say, okay, God, I've prayed about doors being opened. Now, let me anticipate how you're going to answer that prayer. So, you be, you, so first, you pray for opportunities. Number two, you anticipate or you'll be watchful and thankful when the doors open. Number three, you pray for opportunities for others to share the gospel clearly. All of this is coming from that passage in Colossians chapter 4. All of this from Colossians chapter 4. So we pray regularly for opportunities. We be watchful and thankful. And then number three, we pray for opportunities for others to share the gospel clearly. Number four, be wise about how you treat outsiders. People you don't know. Strangers. Don't bless them out because if you bless them out, you, you lose the opportunity to share. You will learn to think of every conversation as an important part of your evangelism. Yes, sir. When you're not sharing the gospel, it's that you don't want to do anything that undermines you before you do. So be wise about how you treat outsiders. Number five, make the most of every opportunity. So this requires a lot of vigilance. Uh, if you were here for prayer last night, you heard Pastor Shino shared about uh, his, neighbor, his neighbor. You make the most of every opportunity. Amen? Amen? And number six, lastly, you ensure that your conversations are full of grace. And the way you do that is by starting at home, how you speak to your spouse and your children. Why is this so quiet here now, all of a sudden? <laughs> you guys were all jumping while talking about taking authority and blah, 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 but now you're quiet. Ensure <laughs> your conversation is full of grace. Yes. You become a hypocrite. If you are graceful to an outsider and at home, you are a tyrant. So the way you learn to speak well to outsiders in grace is by doing it at home. Be graceful when you talk to your children. Be graceful when you talk to your spouses. Be graceful to those around you. And as a result of that, you develop a habit. So now when you're talking to an outsider, it's just normal. Amen? Amen. So in 2020, we reign.
in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet. That's five and a half minutes left on the clock. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray about what we just shared. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you says, I want to reign in 2020? Father, in the name of your son Jesus, we take you at your word. You say what you mean, and you mean exactly what you've said. Through the one Jesus, you said we are to reign in life, to take authority and to exert dominion in every sphere where we function, at home, at church, at work, at school, whatever our hands find to do. And so, Father God, tonight, in Jesus' name, collectively, we accept your word, we receive your word, we thank you for your word, that you are a God that is not a man that you should lie. Neither the son of man that you should repent. Have you not said it, will you not do it? And so Father God, we thank you tonight. In the name of Jesus, that we will take authority over circumstances, over every fear, over every bondage, over every sin, over every sickness. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that we not only take authority, but we reign in our domain by diffusing forth the fragrance of the knowledge of who you are. So, Father God, we thank you that as the waters cover the sea, even so shall the knowledge of who you are cover the face of this earth. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We pray for a harvest of souls in 2020. Souls in 2020, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Father, for manifestation of your goodness in every home, in every house, in every situation. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. And so now, God, peradventure, there's anyone here tonight that does not know you, that has not received your gift of righteousness. There's no better way to get into 2020 but to receive this gift. And so, Father God, we thank you for the movement of your Holy Spirit in the heart and lives of every man, every woman, even those that are listening under the sound of my voice through electronic devices. That the Holy Spirit will walk upon your heart and that you receive that gift now. In the name of Jesus. Is there anybody here tonight and say, Pastor, I want to receive the gift of righteousness. Is there anybody? If there's anyone, if you just lift up your hand. Is there anybody here tonight? That says, I want to receive that gift of righteousness. I know we just had Christmas. You may have gotten a PlayStation, a new iPhone 11 or whatever it is, a new Samsung, but there's nothing better than this gift, this gift of righteousness. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that surpasses it. If there's anybody here that says, I want to receive this gift, I want to pray with you now. Is there anybody? I see one hand over there. One hand. Praise God. 
Praise God. You want to receive it? Come on, come on, my friend. My friend John. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, meet my friend John. My friend John. Praise God. Go ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's no better way to get into 2020 but to receive this gift. The greatest gift that any man can ever have. Praise God. As a father, we thank you, thank you that in 2020, we are destined to reign in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. So go reign in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. You finished early. You didn't know you had 10 minutes of prayer. No, you give me 